my guy. My, uh, my brother. What's happening? How we how we doing? <laughs> oh man. From last night's all-star game. Uh this league, Mike, we gotta get to talk to, but where do we talk to the people first? That's right, man. This is the Coldest It Takes podcast, available wherever podcasts can be heard. Uh, John, why don't you tell the people where you're at, and you can follow me on Twitter at SD underscore Cassidy. Yeah. The best coast to the West Coast, where I'm at, John J. Pat on Twitter and Instagram, and Mike, we got to talk about this league. Yeah, dude. I mean – Something else, man. The NBA is something else, but it's also, I think it's like the best all-star game. Yeah. Like it's, it's a combination of cheesy. It's like the, it's, it's such a great combination. It's cheesy and it's funny, but it's also pretty cool. Dude, it's kind of like, or like the real world road rules challenges where like the, these people have beef for no reason. They didn't even play against each other. Like, uh, <laughs> and they're like, I'm top 75 and you're not. And they love, and I love, and I think it's great. Yeah, it's, it's so petty. It's, it's everything wrapped into one. <laughs> like, there's so many different scenarios. And for as good as it was, it was so bad at the same time, too. Cause it's like, you know, you had like, like the dunk contest was objectively awful, but then awful, like the three. Mike. The three-point contest should be like the headliner of Saturday Night now. Correct, and and it's it's uh it's just so funny. And then the whole setup of the the games, like, what did you think of what did you think of um the All Star game in general? How they like broke it up? Because like to me, when they when when they shut it down for halftime, like I I like I didn't start I didn't see the beginning of the game, so I saw the NBA seventy five. I was like. Man, this is kind of late for them to be, you know, starting this game. Yeah. And then they started back up at zero zero, but it's like the third quarter or whatever. Um, See, I don't that, get that. that. Was weird. I don't get why they do that. Um, I mean, nobody cares about the score of the All Star game. What I care about is Steph Curry hitting sixteen threes, and most of them, you know, like yeah, at that was half nuts. court. Like that's awesome. Okay, so just care about how you you know do the score of the all-star game because objectively mike we all know all-star games are terrible yeah i don't think the general public would would be mad if it was you know like 120 to 115 at at the end of two two quarters you know to save the all-star game and i have an idea hear me out all right everybody but the centers are allowed in the paint. Okay. So only the centers gonna get the gonna start shooting like Steph Curry from over right. three. So then right. it's like Giannis versus Gobert in the paint. But they're not allowed to put it back up. They have to knock it out for another three where Jason Tatum is sitting. Right. And then they gotta pass like a you know, a nice little like layup uh, off the rim in the backboard. Fine, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll we'll be okay with that. Like, who cares, dude? It's the All Star Game. Like, it doesn't matter. These guys are going out and balling. Like, you know, they're playing. 
did when he went in, uh, into the uh, uh, the city and just uh, like, yeah, oh. ball out for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, just do that. That's so much more fun than like trying to really care about the All Star game. Well, it's not even like caring. It's like I don't want them to to make it seem like it's more than it is. You know, like we know everybody knows that it's just fun and games for you know a weekend. Yeah. And you guys are trying to relax and like have some fun, and we get that. So like, don't don't like just make it seem like you're gonna you know go balls to the wall you know in the last five minutes. Like I don't really care about that. I just want to see some some fun antics and some games and stuff. And I I think we got that yeah. this this year. Um, but I will say that mm. the the all stars I think in general from league to league like it's a business. Like you're in the NBA, you're in the NFL. NHL, whatever, it's a business. So you're coming to the All-Star game. Like, this is big-time entertainment. You know, mm. this is supposed to be a spectacle. This is supposed to be, like, you're the Oscars or something. I, like, that's what – you know, maybe it's not, but that's how I envision it, right? So right. I I would hope that if you're coming to the All-Star game, like, you got to come with your bag of tricks. And I yes. feel like I feel like a lot of the pros they get that, and then something changes where it's just like okay, it's like we get it. We we know you don't really want to be here, but just like come on, bro, like like you're my guy. Well, I'm watching you on TV. So how about this, Mike? Is yeah. the shifting, and should they? I think they should to the marquee event not being the dunk contest. It should be the three-point contest. Yeah, that I agree with That's that. That's a cold I mean, take. Because, like, but is it, though? Because we're, we're in the the whole era of the three-point shot. So it, it only seems like it makes sense at this point. Like, if we've been downplaying the dunk contest for 10 years now, just saying, like, oh, it's not that great. Even though in 2016, it was probably the best uh, dunk the contest. The best one of all time, yeah, um, but besides Vince yeah. Carter, yes. It, it, well, that's what I mean. Like, it, you got to wait ten years apiece for like a solid dunk contest. You know what I'm, what I'm saying? Because yeah. everyone in be- the ones in between are kind of wishy washy. Like, isn't it? Stuff? Isn't it cool though? More to see Seth Curry shoot from half court than it is to see somebody fail the dunk contest. And yeah, that's what one. I mean. That that yeah, th- that's what I mean, bro. Like, come with your bag of tricks, bro. Like, you can't be yeah. showing up for a dunk contest and then missing four dunks and then expecting to get you know, like, th- thankfully we have those legends on the panel that are just full of entertainment that that yeah. can kind of help out uh, the the lollygagging, I guess. But I don't know. I I mm. would switch it up. I like I would totally put the three-point contest as the, the focal point on Saturday yeah. night. Like, it's got to be last, you know, may, maybe even put the dunk contest first. Ooh. You know, then then do the yeah, skills. Yeah, get the people hype and then do the skills. And then last one, let's see who could just threes. Because it's wicked awesome to see somebody just swish, 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 and get in a roll. 
I don't care who's shooting, but it's really awesome to see. And it's better than a dunk contest because, Mike, here's a – are all of the dunks been dunked? Can I'm, we I'm not in. see anything new now? You know what I mean? Have we have yeah. we hit the pinnacle of dunks? I I I think I mean I don't know I mean I'm I don't have the ability to to dunk like that so I I don't know for certain but uh, I would uh, for I the listeners Mike's being honest Mike can get to the room with the ball no that is does not not no I'm I'm old <laughs> bro I haven't even picked up a basketball in years in years man I can't I can't remember the last time I. I played Mike, basketball. Like I love the, amount, sport, the amount of times you shot over me growing up is not fair. So I won't believe this narrative. <laughs> mm, mm. Well, I will pick up a basketball at some point in time and see if I. But like you know, we're at this we're at this point in time yeah. now where like you know we could play pickup ball. Like we could do that from time to time. But also, man, we're like one you know wrong move away from like a serious a serious like injury okay. on okay. on the basketball court and then like you yeah. got a job and all these things and it's like bro like you I, can't be okay can't hurt i like got that. one for you mike on that on that same premise okay right now okay you and Jordan, his age right now he's 57 it was just his birthday or something right okay? you and michael jordan one on one do you get one point, point? I would say I'd get I'd get like negative ten points again. I I feel like Michael Jordan would take the ball out of my hand like like no, soon. Uh, no no chance. You don't think you get one point on him? No, definitely not. Not, definitely not, not. In, in a game, a winner's ball. As soon as he gets that ball from you, start with the ball. You don't think that. No, not a chance. No, yeah, yeah. Not a all chance. right, all right, all right. So you're yeah. a smart person. Not a, yeah, because because I saw that going around the internet lately. Like, you think you get a point on Michael? No, absolutely not. Are you like he's 57 years old? His ears, yeah, but his basketball, no. Like, I'm terrible. There's no. Yeah, bro, did, you, did you I, see him yesterday? He went to the Daytona 500. And then to the NBA thing, walked in in his mock turtleneck. You know, yeah. op, he was ready to drop twenty at that any given moment. If you give him the ball, he's putting up. He's putting up shots. That's fact. That's fact. And, but and, yeah, I, and you know what the funny part is? Get that? Like people would say, "Oh, they're laying off Mike at 57. Like. He actually made that space and made that shot because he's diabolical. Dude, he challenged Magic Johnson. Did you see that clip? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was great, dude. MJ versus MJ. I mean, dude, he's he's still challenging Magic Johnson, what, 30, almost, you know, 30 years later about the 92 Olympics game when they had that. Uh, the, the practice yeah. in Monte Carlo, yeah, yeah, bro. yeah. The NBA does it like no other, bro. You know, it was great. It was great. Oh, oh, and it, then it's, it's drama. On... I can't get enough. Yeah, of I, lo- like I love it too, week. dude. Let's let's talk about um the the Paul Pierce uh, KG walk by uh, yes. uh, Ray Allen walk by. 
Because, like, objectively, you know, the Celtics, right? The Celtics—it's just so funny because the Celtics were the super team, and then yes. it's like, and then it's like, KG and Pierce are like, like nah, but yeah. And so it's like, I don't know, I don't know how those those guys, you know, were able to circumvent that. But they have the perfect role of like, yeah, we're the first super team, but we're not a super team. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, <laughs> and so to that point, and I love. Uh, by the way, Mike, it's an all time. I hope it becomes a GIF or, or you know, whatever GIF or uh, you know, meme forever. Where KG just, dude, he's cracking his knuckles. If you look at the, the, the like, he's about to like swing. At Ray Allen, and it's been ten to fifteen years. Like, okay, the Celtics won in oh oh eight, all right, and they lost in oh nine, and Ray Allen left and went to LeBron in ten and won another one. All oh, right, there's a lot of stuff with the Celtics. The Celtics lost to uh, this that whole era. I don't know how they swung it, bro. This is is how I'm saying it's. Cr- for KG to be for them to be that upset, like it's got to be a troll, it's got to be a game. I think it has to be. Well, Dylan, the funny thing is, is if K when I should KG goes in the Hall of Fame, it's as a Timberwolf, it's not as even though he was one of the best Celtics I've ever ever had. That's true. But he still yeah. holds no, that he... grudge. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like he has to go in the hall as a as a T wolf because he was yeah. the T wolves. You know what I mean? And uh, but yeah, like but, he's but, gonna but, be remembered as a selfish grudge, because of yeah, no, like every you remember KG for being a Celtic, like he, like yeah, he's I, I don't know, man, on the basket, like before the game, like a psychopath. Against it, like I don't want to go up the middle against that guy. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> you better watch out. Watch out, man. Uh, yeah, dude, we were lucky. Uh, yeah, the the, the Celtics had him. Uh, but I, but, I, I but swear to God, disrespect still to Ray Allen is it, it Mike? It goes down in, in like you know dude, everybody. It, it goes in down in NBA history for sure, bro. Because like he. It, Ray Allen, man, like he's just—he's just a lethal shooter. He was just like, oh, I just come in yeah. here and shoot the ball, man. I just do what I do, and then he—and then it, it, everything was summed up in in that gift because, you know, you got you got K, KG with his reaction. I, I thought Pierce's reaction was was funny because everybody's looking at KG, and then uh, I think Pierce is the is the funny is one of the funniest guys, <laughs> especially now because you know he's he's just having a good time. Like I'm yeah. sure he, I'm sure he doesn't care that much, you know, about no. it. But it's just so funny to see him. And then they both like looked up and like blinked yeah. and everything. But yeah. it was so funny because because Ray Allen because it was all summed up in that one gift. Because Ray Allen walks by, and then LeBron is is <laughs> shooting him shooting him finger guns like bang 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 like we won the championship and it's just all in that one shot and that was uh that was the highlight for me 
Dude, I love I love it because LeBron is being he he's not intentionally being a troll to the Celtics. <laughs> no, he's not. Like he was just like, no because oh, yeah. he was just there in Cleveland yeah. trying to win games. Like the Celtics, yeah. man, they lost. They lost to the Magic as well back in the, right. that era. People well, that's forget. because Perkins was hurt and and uh, Dwight Howard went off on us. That's true. And, what a time. But, but the whole the whole funny thing is though, really though, is LeBron it has no idea he's trolling. He's actually like probably really pumped that Ray Allen's there in the top seventy five players, which yeah. he is. Ray Allen is a top seventy five player in the NBA history. Um, where in that, and I get that. Yeah, hundred percent. Just hundred like, percent finger bumps. He's giving them the finger bumps. He's bumping it at KG. He's like, like uh, you know, he's he's like cracking his knuckles, ready to go to fight him. Oh, it was it was I amazing, mean, just, bro. Just it, so funny. <laughs> whoever, um, the people at TNT or the NBA, whoever whoever put that carousel together where they yeah. were standing, whoever put that together, shout out to them. Yeah, tremendous. Because they knew they knew yeah. that that was gold. Like. They should give that – the NBA should give that person a raise. Here's here's another one they got to give a raise is um, they were talking to Draymond Green on the pod, uh, or on the broadcast, I should say. Yes, yes. And, oh, and my God. He was like, don't ever compare me to Rudy Gobert or whatever. Like, he was so mad about it. And... Oh, oh, man, that was a good one. I, did you see uh, – <laughs> did you see the one of him and Devin Booker? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, Dray- Draymond is like made for that job yeah, as well. Draymond is going to be a, a, a broadcaster with him and, and, and Shaq. And so Shaq. We're going to get yeah. Kenny the Jet out of there. And they're just going to talk so much shit. Um, Dude, I, I, love, I, I love that crew in general, <laughs> but I think if they bring in, uh, you know, Draymond, even if he does the sideline stuff, like, that yeah. was amazing. Like he, oh, he's so funny. His question to Booker, uh, you know, he was trying to get Booker to to like guarantee them to like go to the finals, basically. And then and then Booker was like analyzing the question, and you could like see it. Oh, he was like, oh yeah, Dre, yeah, you thought Draymond, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was good. It was good. Dude. What do you? Hey, here's a question. Here's a question though. Uh, yes. Is Dame Lillard? Is it a top 75 guy? Mm. I mean, he would have to be to me on um, uh, like 65 to 70, probably. Yeah, I, I honestly, I was like, impressed. he's on the cusp. I, yeah, no, I think he deserved to be in there. Uh, because mm. I, I really, I, I, I saw that whole list and I thought they had a, a pretty solid blend of players from every era. All right, and top, I think... top top five, top three. Okay, NBA of all time. We'll go back to back. All right. Okay. So it'll end up in the top six. So you go first. Okay. So you want me to give you two? Yeah, two best uh, players in the NBA. I'll give you two. Okay. Um, I I would say obviously one of the best players. Well, are we taking the obvious of Jordan off the table? Like Jordan's. Number we're, one, we're putting Jordan and LeBron one two. Okay, okay. So, okay well, then what happens well, after that? Okay, well, Kobe, 
Okay, fair. I'll I'll put Kobe in there as uh, mm-hmm. my top three, you know, NBA players of all time. Yeah, you're not gonna. It's not lying. Yeah, um, <laughs> Kobe, and then another top seventy-five guy. I I would put. Um, I'm I'm trying to go for an older guy, but I I maybe I should just put somebody that I I'm I wa- I've watched. Like, how do you want me to do this? Because like you know that I wasn't watching people in like the '60s, so I can't. I you know if I go out, come out here right. and say Oscar Robinson, like you don't you know right. we're just assuming that he's the best. So I'm gonna go with Allen Iverson as my number two pick on this one uh, okay. because I've seen seen him play, and Can- to me. As a guy who never won a championship, um, he was so dominant and changed the the sport almost. Mike, um, you're right. Allen Iverson does not get the love that this man deserves. I mean, well, that's true. I mean, I think they're starting to give him some love now. Like he he was not, a big part not, of this dude, past weekend. Do you weekend, remember right? how hot the Iversons? Uh, were in the streets when, oh. when you were an Iverson pair of shoes. I mean, I was an AI three guy all the time. Yeah, th- uh, that was a legend, legendary shoe of all time. Like they don't make shoes like that anymore. Yeah, how about the T Max, the black and you know the black T Max with the blue? Yeah, the T Max twos. Oh, baby! <laughs> exactly. They yeah. just don't like. You know what? I, I might be an old man yelling at the clouds, but they just do not make it like that anymore. Yeah, I don't, don't know. Those... I, I think it's because the shoes were just so <laughs> funky looking. You know, Dude. it's like and now shoes look funky. They have crazy colorways on them, but compare, they generally like are streamlined. Yeezus, Mike. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like the Yeezus sucked. Like what? What we see with that, and you're gonna tell me the AIs weren't great? AI threes? Oh, those are beautiful shoes. But Mike, I love that. Um, look, because I think obviously when you when you talk about best NBA players, it's obviously going to be LeBron and MJ, one A, one B, whatever you want to put it. Uh, I'm okay with that argument. But after that, yeah, we didn't see guys like Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell playing in the '60s and all that. So I guess. I would say, who are your best three players that you're seeing active right now? Oh, okay. Well, give me, give me, give me, you don't want to give me two legends of the game then? This is the game, and I'll give you back two. Okay. Well, I gave you Kobe and, and AI. So I, I, right. I, I, I need to hear okay, some well, legends you out of you. AI... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, I know. Right. I know. That's you can, then you can take a give, lot of players from me, you, bro. Then I'm going to give you Bill Russell. Okay. And Tracy McGrady. Okay, all right. You take the guy from me. But also, you know, Bill Russell is the guy where, like, we haven't seen him play, but we know for a fact he that, like, awesome. he, he means more to the NBA than, like, my God. Bill He's Russell, that was a great pick. Player as well like he he really pushed for the better men of the game and for free agency and stuff so that but also uh do not sleep on t-mac making a turnaround uh three right in your face right in your eyeball that's for sure <laughs> he he because you you'd be looking at him and you wouldn't you wouldn't know where he was looking at and then he just pull up and shoot jay right in your eye 
Dude, he had three players on Yao Ming the entire time because he's so tall. So all he had to do was make a turnaround jumper. What a time, bro. Oh, wow. Wow. Remember when Yao came into the league and then he faced off against Shaq for the first time? Like that was like uh Yeah. That was like a Super Bowl within in during like a regular season NBA game. It, it, I Mike, I don't know this for sure, but I want to believe it was like a Christmas Day showdown. I, yeah, I mean, it sounds good to me. Do you know what I mean? Because you know how they always put the best matchups on Christmas for the NBA? I almost feel like that was a, a thing. Mm, yeah, I, I mean, I believe it. I'll, t- I'll take <laughs> I remember your word for it. it. I was like, they both have 36 points. <laughs> yeah, dude, I just remember those games were so epic. And, um, and Tracy, you know. obviously. Putting up, putting, up, putting up what James Harden could never do. Houston <laughs> is what I'm saying, um, bro. But, James, uh, can we talk about that as well? Yes. Like uh, James Harden and and Philly now. You know he only played like 30 games. Oh, here's here's this is funny. This is funny. Okay, so Liz is the other night watching uh, the All Star game, and they talk about James. They're talking about James Harden, yes. and my girl's like, "Oh, is that James Harden?" And I was like, no, that's James Harden. Um, and like, and she was, she asked me like, oh, what's going on? And, and uh, I said something about how like they only played like 30 games together or something in Brooklyn, like the KD, Harden and Kyrie or whatever. Yeah. And she just looks at me and she's like, how do you know this? Like, yeah. how do you just know that? <laughs> and, and I looked at her and I was like, I was like, I, honestly, I don't, I don't really know how I know yeah. that. Like, I don't, I don't watch, you know, the NBA like that, like I used to. But like, I, I just know things. Like, I just right. know random stuff like that. Like, I, it's just, it's just who I am. And she's like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, but like, that is literally my life, bro. Like, I'll know some random fact about anything, yeah. and she'll just look at me and she'll be like, like, how do you just know that? Yeah, I, I don't. I can't. I can't explain it. Dude, I, I, I have a way to explain it. All right. So I, I, my girl does that to me all the time. She's like, "How do you know that Greg Maddox had a, uh, you know, uh, uh, one point nine three ERA in uh, nineteen ninety three? How do you remember that? And you didn't take the trash out today? You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, like I'm like priorities. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help you out here, but she says that and, and, and it's so funny. Cause like we'll do jeopardy in our house. Uh, me and my girl, just a fun game to play jeopardy with your girl. And, you know, um, first one to get, get the answer, right. All that stuff. I only win in sports jeopardy, Mike. Right. <laughs> For 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 regular Jeopardy with Trebek the goat, uh, I just say Othello for everything <laughs> Shakespeare. Oh yeah, bro! Like, uh, <laughs> if you're watching Jeopardy, man, like if you if Jeopardy is the best because it doesn't matter. Like, you, every everybody does this, man. You think you know the answer and you no. don't, and no. you'll just you'll just be like. You'll just be like, oh, yeah, Louis the 14th, 1742. And um, the answer will just be completely unrelated to that. And then you got a room full of people just 
looking yeah. at you. Some like, teacher from Missouri just fucked you up on that Shakespeare <laughs> answer. And you're like, all right, you motherfucker. All right, I'll get the next one. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do the cosine of tangent trigonometry. Sick, dude. That's really going to be my next better category. Oh, it's terrible. But I love Jeopardy. Yeah, because no, was... I love playing all those games. Even even Family Feud. It's like Oh, Family Feud is awesome. Because like you'll be like you'll be sitting there watching it on TV and my my girlfriend's family, they they love that show. Yeah. And and I I feel like we I feel like everybody feels like they would do decent on the show if they were on it in real life. But I got to imagine it'd be pretty nerve wracking up there trying to think of something on like live TV um, and, as opposed to like sitting on your couch at home. Right. And and to that point, Mike, is you love about Family Feud is you actually have to talk to your family while making a decision. On right. Your answer. Right. And let me tell you something in my household. That's not gonna come in like four, like a fifteen seconds or whatever they have to have the answer. That's gonna be argued about for about you know ninety <laughs> minutes. So the fact that they're so quick on getting an answer and they're right, and then they shit talk the person who who gets the answer wrong when they all decided it was oh, whatever. <laughs> oh it's, it's, it's so, classic, bro. It's all they're time. Like, they're like, yeah, say rat, say rat, say rat, and then. <laughs> And then it's like, like you fucking idiot, you know what I mean? Like, oh my god! It's like god. you told me to say it. Yeah. It's like yeah, but you said it though. Yeah, so. but you said it. Since you're from, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, oh, it's like so it's wonderful. like they have those they have those YouTube vids of like the worst <laughs> answers of all time on yeah. dude. And I bet you probably a good like third of those answers, the person who said it probably didn't even come up to answer on that. Right. Right, it was a peer pressure <laughs> by the family just to say something because they're on the spot. Oh my god! And you know it's wonderful. It's just you know just to bring it back to the NBA, like <laughs> when they were asking John ja Morant what he was doing this weekend, he goes, "I'm getting fucked. I'm getting fucked up. Like it's my <laughs> vacation. Like Cleveland, whatever. Don't care. Send an Instagram uh, picture out of him on the lake." On a beach house on the lake, just drinking tequila out of the bottle. Yes, that's the kind of athlete I want, Mike. Who doesn't give a fuck about the All Star break or whatever? It's stupid. It's so dumb. Yeah, let's let's just not make it more than what it is. Like I, yeah. I want the players to have fun, and I just want it to be everybody to just make it entertaining. And I, I and John Moran, man, he he did that. I I thought yeah. everything the NBA did this weekend they did they did all right man yeah you know it it wasn't terrible i it was a good mixed bag of of stuff well dude it's better than the pro bowl right oh a, a thousand percent oh wait so, a minute we got to we got to talk about this one what about ooh. what about uh jared allen uh i don't know if you yeah. saw him he was getting clowned because he he wore like a solid outfit that you know he didn't have like he he had like right. normal clothes on you know what I mean like he wasn't like dressed all flashy and he didn't have like a bunch of chains out he was yeah. just like out there chilling like his like his everyday self <laughs> yeah and that dude 
he like became like one of my favorite players just because of that. Because I saw I saw him talk about what he had on, and I was like, yeah, I, I fuck with that. Like I'm just gonna wear what I want to wear. Like who who really cares, you know? And then I see a video of him uh, at 11 years old talking about how some kid at the park was like roasting his his shoes because mm-hmm. they were feelers. And then he was like, he was in the car as a little kid. And his dad and his dad's filming it or whoever's filming it. And he's just like, yeah, I like to wear what I want. You know, it it doesn't really matter, you know, what the what is on my feet. But as long as I I like the the clothing plant and I'm doing this voice because I'm trying to do a little kid voice. Um, It's pretty good. And I it's this blend that I like. And um, it's it's just what I like. It doesn't matter what I wear. It's basically what he said. Right. And uh, and I was like, damn, I feel this. And then, you know, nine years later, 10 years later, guy in the league makes it all star. And boom, it's like the same thing. It's like you get roasted for just existing. And he's just like, fuck that. You know, this is who I am. And uh, I I couldn't have loved it anymore. I got I got some thoughts on it, Mike. I really do. Um, Number one is he kind of looks like me when I go out uh, with that. So that's why I didn't understand why right away yeah right. Like, like i look at him i, I feel like him like, wearing a normal... i definitely have those pants yeah i like, i i would wear your sweatshirt bro like that's a solid look man <laughs> like everything seems fine but then see here's where i can agree with him because he went in the press conference after and said what am i supposed to do wear a five thousand dollar chain oh pow. yeah maybe that pow. that's a little too much pow. pow that's too small you are an NBA player. You make yeah. billions of dollars. Yeah, you got to wear a $20,000. That's what I'm saying. Like, he has a $100 million contract. And you're going to tell me, you can't say $5,000. You got to say 25, 20, you know, something with a two in front of it. Yeah, That's it's like we get. You wear. Right, right. It's like we get the metaphor you're going for. but Right. But, but you got to wear. You, if, if you people are calling it. you out, you can't right. say, oh, Five, what am yeah. I going to wear, $5,000? Well, now you're already a cheap ass right there. Yeah, right. It's like we thought, yeah, it's like you, yeah. You know, five Gs for a chain, you get a pretty nice one. But that's for us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this guy's making millions of dollars, like you're saying. Right. Like, like that, yeah, I, I agree. I think he was going for the relatable play. Yes. But, but I think his outfit was already relatable enough where he could have been like, yeah, I agree with that. I agree. He should have just been like, yeah, what am I going to do? A hundred K chain and a belt. Like, I don't know. Like he could have yeah. just, he could have just fucked around with it a little bit more. Dude, how funny, funny would it have been though, if he shows up at his next conference with a hundred thousand dollar chain? Uh, like, I, I, I think that's the move actually. I, I think, yeah? I think his next press conference he doesn't wear uh he only wears his short like his post game conference he just like he only has his shorts on he, and he has a chain he has a big ass chain on he doesn't have any other clothes on but but a chain basically and i think that's how you got to spin that and then he goes then he goes yeah i couldn't afford any uh, uh, uh other of the pants because uh it was about <laughs> the chain that you guys were talking about next question <laughs> <Yeah>. next question please <laughs> 
I, yeah, honestly, man, I think that that's would, a baller uh, if move. He, if he wanted to troll people, I think that would be a great play. Dude, and everybody would love him. It's like watching Giannis post stuff. Have you ever watched Giannis? Yeah. It, it, he's the most genuinely, like, excited person to be in the NBA. Yeah, he really no is. He loves it. At all. Well, I mean, it's a pretty awesome gig. Dude, he's he he just goes around clowning people with dad jokes. <laughs> I and, love it, and everybody's like, "Yep, yep, he's the best," <laughs> and he is. <laughs> he is the best, bro. Have you dad jokes are the best, man? And, oh, and listen, I'm not a dad, but I'm almost thirty-one, and I'm I, so now I'm into dad jokes. Dad jokes are great, bro. Uh. There's a YouTube channel. It's called All Deaf, and they literally do dad jokes. and And it's it's <laughs> from like a few years ago, and they they would get celebrities, and they eventually got so big where you know they went on like Access Hollywood and did it with like Mario Lopez, and it was funny because they had like the two creators on, and they found out that the one of the main creators like he wasn't a dad. And so they like put him on blast on like TV and everything. Ooh. And he was like, "Hey, I'm not a dad. I just love these jokes." <laughs> uh, well, well but... like I can't hate him for that. You no, can't get, no, you can't get canceled for loving dad jokes. No, man. I mean, I it's their dad jokes is just a, a term to describe like a cheesy ass joke. You know, what my favorite ones are the progressive commercials about how to not be your parents. Oh yeah, but like, yeah, we should. Uh, so we should leave in the third quarter. Let's not talk about leaving the game before we're in. These are all compact spots. Please stop talking about parking, <laughs> dude. It's it's crazy, man. It, it's life comes at you fast. Oh man, you know, um, I got I got a good one for you. All right. Yeah. So Aaron Donald said that he wants the whole team to come back and he'll come back for the Rams. Okay. And McVay mm-hmm. says he's sticking with them, at least for now. Do you think the Rams could run it back next year? I know I've already I don't think the Bengals are are even going to come closer. Yes, yes, well, he did. This think? is fact. Um, I would say about the Rams. Um, I think, man, I don't know. NFL's tough. A lot of parity. Tough to get back. Um, if 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 Aaron Donald is right, and you know they get OBJ back, and Whitworth comes back, Whitworth just seems like he. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's so he's for, done pretty for much. OBJ. For OBJ, yeah. But like OBJ's done for a whole another year. If he's yeah. ever, well well, maybe not a year. OBJ could potentially be ready but by Robert like, October. Woods is coming back this year. Right, so that helps. I think the Rams could be a playoff team and then once OBJ comes back. I think OBJ was the X Factor this year, so Ooh, okay. So if OBJ comes back healthy sometime mid next year, the Rams can make a run. Like yeah, they did this year. Ooh, yeah. I like that, Mike. 
I like yeah. that. Heck yeah. I, I would say, you know, I don't, I don't know if they get back to the Super Bowl because I think, I think now in 2022, with the way the NFL is, it's, it's a lot harder to win. But I think also next year we're going into a weird season. It's going to be a weird season next year if Tom what? Brady isn't on the field and then Ben Roethlisberger isn't around. I'm I'm interested to see what other what the NFL is going to do in a few weeks with the combine and the start of free agency. Who do you think rookie or second year is going to make the biggest impact on the team? Because I've been thinking about this. Who who are you liking? Oh man, I really, really obviously, you know, um, I'm biased, but uh, second year impact. I shouldn't say rookie, so just second year impact, right? Like OBJ okay. for the Rams, but if right. you can, if you can come back, Robert Woods. I think Judon is going to make a huge leap for the Patriots, hmm. but we need an old, we need an old line, dude. Mac Jones oh. killed out there. He doesn't have an O line. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't expecting you to say Judon. Judon, but I, I can I, I love see that. Yeah, he's he was a stud. Uh for them to pick him up, uh that was like one of the best moves they did the other year. But they also said that uh Rhaegar was a great play for the Eagles this year. Which I'm not sure is correct. Uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with uh Jalen Hurts. Are Rager we all in on Jalen Hurts though? Because the defense stepped the fuck up. The defense the defense did. Like Darius Slay is a beast. Uh the defense oh, really uh, took a step. By the way, I, I wanna I wanna put this out there right now. Darius Slay is a better uh cornerback than Jalen Ramsey has ever been in his entire life. Damn. I'm putting it out there right now because Damn, Jalen Ramsey crazy. got torched in the Super Bowl, even though they won. He got torched. Yeah, it was tough, man. I uh, I'm very hip to you know Darius Slay, and when he posts a lot of stuff on some of his like rankings and his comparisons to other corners in the league, and and you're, you're kind of right, man. Like. He did a he did a pretty solid job, especially coming in in his like first his first year with a new team. You guys won like eight in a row after going like one and seven this year. Yeah, like we were really bad. Yeah, and then Jill and then Slay said, "Fuck this shit, I'm gonna turn this around," and you guys did. Yeah, so Slay started picking off balls, running yeah. touchdowns on his own. All of the you know, balls. They they're like Sirianni, <laughs> you gotta you gotta run this football. Yeah, yeah, dude, it is crazy. I, but I hope, I hope, uh, you know, Jalen can can take that next step as well. But I think you know it's tough being a quarterback in Philadelphia for some reason. Like now with the ownership how it is and the fans how they are, it's like I don't I don't know how Philadelphia became this diva quarterback, you know, fan base. But yeah. it's, we're we're there now, and I don't I don't know how and why. Build, build around the guy who could manage the game. This is how you won with Nick Foltz and Carson Wentz. That's exactly how you did. Exactly. Build, build around the guy. Build a great defense around a guy who can just get your first downs, which is what Hurts can do. And Devonta Smith, 
How about him making a step next year? He will. Yeah, he 100% will. So he could have a Justin Jefferson type season. Mike, in fantasy, we got to watch Devontae Smith. Yeah, I think so. I I think so. I think he'll take on a lot more responsibility um, in that offense next year. And I think I, – because I think the Eagles were kind of looking for some answers. Yeah, what's up? Philly, I've heard, is in rumors to get Allen Robinson. Oh, really? That would yes. be cool. From, from the Bears. To yeah, get, no. To get it off of Devontae Smith. Wow. What do you uh, like about that, Mike? I do. I like that very much. I like that very much. I, um, you know, he, Allen Robinson, you know, he just kind of hurt last year, also played on the Bears, which was a tough situation. But yeah, I think, I think the Eagles, you know, Devonta Smith to be the number one right now, like, like, yeah, I feel like he had a good rookie season, but it was also, you know, tough. I think yeah. if, if Robinson was able to come in, he could take a lot of heat off of uh, Smith and they would be able to space the field a lot more because they would still have Quez Watkins, who is insanely fast. Right. And then you got the shorthandedness of Allen Robinson, and then you got, like, the precise route running of Devonta Smith. Like, that would be a pretty solid uh, receiving trio. Plus the running game that you guys have. Um, right. You know, we got, like, a three-headed monster. So that would be, that's what I'm thinking. If I'm Philly – I'm I'm trying to make that move, you know. Yeah, I yeah, like you need we we need a big possession, big play type of wide receiver, you know. And he's the guy to take off the pressure from Smith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then also takes off uh, some of the pressure from from Hertz as well because it makes the right uh offense uh a little less, you know, one-dimensional. Right. And you can you can kind of almost run the offense Mike, if you think about it, like the Bills do with Josh Allen, like, okay, Hertz could take off at any minute, but if he's got a guy like Diggs open, just throw him the ball like Allen, you know? Right. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too, but I don't know. The NFL's, you know, <laughs> it's different, man. It's a lot easier said than, than done. Like, I, I, I would love it if, you know, we woke up in September and the Eagles are like laying up the scoreboard, and you know Jalen Hurts has a Josh Allen type season. I would be, I'd be ecstatic, bro. Mike, it's two hundred days till football. It's a long time. Oh, and and it's it's very very little time till your trip to Vegas for the draft. Yes, unfortunately, I'm going to go and be boots on the ground because I need to understand who the Patriots are picking. Um, I swear to God, give give me an offensive lineman, please. So Mac Jones, yeah. is Nick. So you so like that is the glaring weakness of uh, the Patriots in your eyes and their offense. You'd say right now. No, the glaring weakness in the offense is a number one wide receiver for Mac Jones to throw right. to. Right, I was gonna say, like, I I feel like you guys needed like a big play, you know. But the last time we drafted a first round wide receiver, and I was, 
I will I will fight Belichick on the spot. Uh if if I see him about if we talk about Nikhil Harry, because that was a terrible draft pick. Um so many good wide receivers drafted after that. And I can't have it. Like, you know what? I just can't have it. I can't, can't man. It's painful. It's painful when that you stuff had, happens. You I've been there. Cap sitting there. Exactly. So exactly, I'm out. I'm out. Um, so if I'm Belichick, give me an offensive or defensive lineman from Alabama, and I'll be fine. You know, okay. whatever it is, either one. Yeah, you need some big bodies up front. Yep. For sure. I'll and take then, it. like. A free agent, wide receiver, or like a a rookie in the second round or something. I got one, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, yeah, he's a free agent. No, no, he's got one year left on his deal with Atlanta. Oh, oh okay. So we might have to trade a first rounder for it, but Belichick doesn't give a fuck about first rounders. So get Ridley and get rid of whatever we got to do. I'm in. But that's yeah, kind of the Patriots' way right now is, um, I don't know, man. You got a rookie quarterback who you got to build around. You're in the same spot with the Eagles, you know. Like it, you, Jalen Hurts isn't a rookie, but you know he's a couple years in. You got to build around him or get off it. It's weird, man. I'm I'm coming off the Tom Brady era. It's weird. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and now you have this window where you have a really great quarterback, so you got to like put the pieces around him so it doesn't go to waste. Right. Oh, yeah, or, I, I feel that. Or do you move on? And now, Mike, what do you think about the Brady rumors to San Francisco? Um, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, we talked about we talked about it a little bit yesterday. I yeah. think, uh, or on our last pod, I should say. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, it feels enticing from how you you framed it up, but. I, I don't I don't know, you know, because they got Lance on the roster. It feels like you got to go with him. But also Brady might only be there for one more year. And that but like I, I, it seems uh, uh, questionable. But if, if Tom's going to go anywhere, it would he would go to uh, the Niners. But like, are you sold on that? See, I, I want to be sold on it. Because how funny would it be if it was Kittle and Gronk and Brady? Right, because like Gronk is like a package deal. Right. At this point. Yeah, that would be pretty sick. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But like, how funny would it be if they're just like busting, you know, linebackers in the head and laughing about it? Because those two are psychopaths. Yeah, it would be pretty Kittle awesome. Gronk. But I, I, you know what? I really, I think Brady is honestly, in my heart, I think he's retired. Yeah, I, I think he's I think done. So I think, I think it's it. He had his he had his moment in the sun with Tampa Bay, won another one without Belichick, blah blah blah. And Belichick mm-hmm. will be chasing that ring without Brady until he retires. I think that's how this goes. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. I you know it all it, it's gonna be an interesting uh uh March once the free agency opens up and everything. Okay, it's gonna be, I got it's, one it's for gonna be you. cool. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Tom Brady to Philly. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a dream. That'd be a dream. All right, but hey, let me uh, ask you this. Uh, so we talked about it a little bit on our last pod where we were talking golf a little bit, and you mentioned yes. how you know uh, California, your home state now, 
they had, you know, the, the Pebble Beach program, and then this yes. past weekend they had the Genesis. Genesis. And but sandwiched in between, we had the waste management. And yes. I wanna talk to you about the tremendous celebrations that went down for that yes. whole weekend on the sixteenth hole. And I wanna Twice. know your your opinions on on the game of golf and that. Because I know where I stand and I think that has helped the game of golf tremendously because it makes the game so relatable. Mike, there is, you know, our friend Danny Gallagher. Oh, yes, sir. I've seen him hit three. Wow. In my lifetime. Damn. Okay. And I will tell you this right now. The guy who was competing with him in those competitions when he hit him, there is nothing cooler in golf than watching somebody hit a hole in one. I don't care if you're on their team, you're competing against them. It does not matter. A hole in one is awesome. And waste management tour number 16 is an iconic hole. And the fact that they threw beers after on the course, I loved it. Mike. I loved, I loved every second of it. It was it was amazing. And they should have done that. Um, there was a lot of beers on there. If, if anybody was upset about that, like they go kick rocks, yeah. in my opinion, man. Like that did so much for the game of golf because I love it. I love it, it. It, it makes it appeal to everybody because it's not so stuffy and pretentious. Because golf is about it, the cool and we I was just mentioning about the pro am. Um, you got the pro am every year, and these guys, these celebs, these sports stars, they come up and they're like. They're like, yeah, you know, and it's like what we were talking about yesterday, how it's like a metaphor for life and how you go through these trials and tribulations and everything. So it's so cool uh, to see, you know, golf, you know, get off their high horse a little bit. No, I love that, Mike, because you know what? It is fun. You know, the happy Gilmore aspect of it and whatever, but. I mean, just to have all those fans rooting on a on a par three, 123 yards, it's not, a, you know, a terribly hard hole. No, no. Like, if anything, you know, the, what made it hard is that the atmosphere. Right. And so to see guys stick it and, you know, roll it into the hole and then them throw beers because they're pumped, I mean, that's what we – obviously – you know, the Masters is supposed to be classy and all that. All right. But I do like a golf tournament where we can really appreciate the fans and, you know, let them know that, yeah, we are here. We came at 7 a.m. to watch them hopefully hit a hole in one, and it happened twice. So let's get wild. Let's get a little rowdy on it. I like it. Yeah, I, I it's love good, it. It's good for the game. I love it, yeah. I, I think I think that's what – that's what golf means for sure is like these different types of events where, you know, it's like, like you're saying, you know, you got the masters where everything's really prestigious and, you know, you, you know, don't even, don't even breathe. And then boom, we got the waste management and it's going to be like a party. And I think that's cool for sports. Like, I think that's smart to think about it that way. For sure. You have, you have, you have your party in certain places and then you have your prestigious blah, blah, blah. Somewhere in else, in yeah. another place, I think it, I think it's a good mix. Heck yeah, heck yeah, I agree. And and the waste management open, I love that it kind of like kicks off the golf season too. You know, it gets people excited. 
You know, right. it gets it, people, you know, pumped because now we got coming up, we, we got the players, we got the masters, we got, you know, it's golf season and the waste management, that kind of stuff kind of gets people in the mood, you know, for some good golf. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's going to be back to back to back weeks, especially yeah. now with the, yeah. And the players is now in March, right? Right. Exactly. You read my mind. So that means that we're going to have picks for the people on that's, the players. That's right. That's right. Because, we got to form up the roster. Because we're back to golf gambling season. We took that's a break. right, dude. We took a break, obviously, for, you know, if you have a problem, 1-800-GAMBLER, no free ads. But, you know, throw a couple of bucks now around on yeah, a couple of yeah, good we golfers. Got- yeah, we gotta bring out we gotta bring out our roster for the for uh, the players. The ma- yeah, the the time is now. It, it is now, and 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 like you said, Mike, the best way to get it started is the waste management open. You know, yeah. get golf. You know, it's like the Daytona Five Hundred for golf. It gets the year started. That's true, and that was also this past weekend as well. Like, yeah, man, man, we we co- we covered it all on this yeah, we, on this episode. Really this did. was a we fun really one. Did. We. We saved the we saved All Star Game. We yep. did, you know, game show. We did it yep. all, man. It was a good one. It's kind of it's kind of like we we just get to people. We understand what's going on, and we'll have golf picks for you. Uh, I gotta say, uh, this the guy who won the Genesis. The uh, Neiman. Yeah, he's I good. Might, put, might might throw a couple of bucks on him in the Masters. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very young, but he's very talented. Like, I don't. There's a lot of good guys this year. So, yeah, we're gonna be filling out some rosters. A lot of sprinkles, entertainment purposes, on the Coles It Takes podcast available everywhere with my man John at John J Pat and me at st underscore cat zer on Twitter. Follow my man on Instagram at John J Pat as well. Uh, and look for the Coles It Takes podcast wherever podcasts can be heard. John, my man, thank you. Thank we'll you, see you Mike. on the next one. Talk to you. Talk to you, people. Thank you. Peace. Peace.